Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello world, Shelley Shearer here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I have been a little bit lax on sort of getting the social media up to date and the podcast um, done this week because I've just been in excruciating pain. My physical body, I am great. My spirit is great, but my body is not happy. And so this past week, after numerous doctor's appointments, and this has been going on for a couple of months now, I have done an ancestral clearing for some stuff, went away on holidays, was doing a lot better. But when I came home, the same stuff came up again. And it's just like someone stuck a knife in my back and I'm walking around with this blade hanging out of my back, which is a pinched nerve. And it is excruciating. Sitting is unbearable. Driving is awful. Uh, I'm only really comfortable when I'm lying down because whatever I do when I stand up or sit up, I put pressure on this nerve. Well, you know what? I'm not a believer that it's our, it's our birthright to be in pain like this all the time. So I went back to my intuitive healer, Jan Jansen and said, Hey, struggling again. Let's see what's up. And so she worked with me last Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, and I felt immediately better. Just had hours of no pain. And then by bedtime, it was like, Hmm, a little bit of a twinge. And as the weekend went on and I was filling obligations and doing, being busy again, and then coming into my work week where again, just I keep thinking so much to do, so much to do. Uh, my body just fell apart again. So I phoned her back and said, hey, we got to figure out what's going on. We had done so much work the prior week that she was like, you know, your body's had enough. You just need to rest. Take it easy. Fair enough. I did my best. Clearly not my, not, not good enough. And when I got back with her to, uh, yesterday, she was checking things out, you know, you know uh, tagged into me and she was like, oh, your body is not happy with you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? She goes, yes, our physical bodies are the one thing in, in this uh, existence that doesn't get to go on. It has a lifespan and we put it in the ground. It returns to dust. It returns to the earth. Our spirit goes back where our spirit comes from, our energy, but your body doesn't. It literally is born and it passes away and everything about who we are as people carries on to the to the next thing but not the bodies so she said you know sometimes we take it for granted and our body can get a little ticked off at us saying hey you know what i only get one round of this and uh when you're not listening i'm going to put you in pain or i'm going to put you in misery or in disease it's all just things to think about you know i've i've really been having a not a fun time, but an interesting introspective time during COVID. I do not live in fear. I worry at times, and which is a form of fear, fair enough, financially and about the future. And when you worry about the future, that's just fear because you're not living in the moment. And this has brought up a lot of practice for me where I need to pay a little better attention, but the body's just fallen apart on me. And basically my body is like, you are not resting enough. You haven't given yourself a break. You left one career behind and you went right into busy, busy, busy. The world stopped for a short period of time and you didn't even take a breath. You amped it up. Typical A-type personality. I get it. 
So talking to Jan, she's like, your body's really unhappy with you. You have got to take some time and some downtime and give it alone time. This is not the same for everybody. So when I'm telling you my experiences, guys, this does not mean you need to go out and emulate me. Okay, that's, that's not the point. If you are feeling this way, then take this knowledge and go explore. Contact me. We'll explore together. But this is my journey. I am an overachiever. I am high functioning. I am an A-type personality. And it has been the toughest thing to not just stay busy all the time. Well, my body has made that very clear that it, I better get the message or it's really going to get angry. And it has. I just feel like I'm in red hot pain in my back most days. And sitting is almost impossible. And driving hurts. Uh, and basically, I'm just frustrated. So Jan and I get, go to work yesterday. As an introvert, and you might find that very strange because I have a very extroverted personality. As an introvert, and I've talked about this many times in this podcast, I need quiet time and alone time to recharge. Well, two things, COVID, as much as my husband and I have had it so much better. Now, we haven't even had it better than other people. We were fantastic for three months. March, April, and June were so easy for us. You know, he's my best friend. I'm used to being around him all the time anyways. Uh, but he was able to work at home upstairs. We both, you know, worked for, for, I worked for part of it. Then my stuff all fell apart. But then I just went to work on other stuff, learning and, and, uh, and things like that, cleaning things up. Uh, he's on a different floor than me. It was all good. But at the same token, we never, we just never stopped. However, my husband usually travels and that gives me a week a month where I don't have his energy in the house. I have, you know, I just, I, I even avoid my students downstairs sometimes, the poor kids. I love them to death, but that is my quiet and rejuvenation time. I eat when I want, I eat what I want, I sleep when, when I want and what I want, and I read a lot. So that has been missing. Then we go into this beginning of summer, then we go on vacation, which is wonderful, but exhausting for me. He just gets jacked by being on vacation and around all those people. I do not. So you, if you can put this together, you can see where there just has been no recovery time for me. When I left Bell Canada, which was, you know, over six years of just high stress dealing with the corporate environment, uh, I actually took almost a year off. Unfortunately, a year after that, I got quite sick, but I took a, I took a break and I have in most areas of my life over the years. And this is the first time ever that I've made such a huge change in my existence and not taken a break. Well, my body's decided that it doesn't like this plan, so it's going to scream and yell. Okay, I'm listening. I've always loved this saying, and I'm not saying it the way I saw it, because I, and I couldn't even, I Googled it and I couldn't even find it. She used to have a saying in her office, uh, if you don't take care of your body, where will you live? That is not the exact quote, but it, the, the concept's the same, and it's what I posted on the Instagram page for tomorrow when this podcast gets released. And it is true. I've always... I was lucky enough, I believe lucky enough, to be raised with the attitude in scripture that our bodies are a temple. Therefore, we need to respect it, feed it properly, exercise it properly. It is where we live. And because I was raised with the spirituality of uh, body, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the, and God the Holy Ghost of the Trinity, that made it very easy for me to apply that to myself, that I too am, am different types of energetic entities. And my body is a temple and it's the place where my energy has to live. Those were easy steps for me to jump through over the years and to have that sort of 
attitude about about life. So I needless to say, despite having an eating disorder in my teens, which I overcame, I became a bit of a health nut, you know, eating eating well and, and good quality of food. And that has always been my go-to. Nature put things here for a reason. And I believe that it is uh, our responsibility and our privilege to to explore that and use it and not live like we do in North America these days with all the crap we put into our bodies. This is a machine, folks, <laughs> and it doesn't like leaded fuel. It's really happy on unleaded fuel. So if you think about your body that way, it will really change how you perhaps treat it. We take it for granted that we are young forever and you can overcome anything. No, you're a goat when you're in your teens and 20s. Your body really, unless you have some issues, can just about metabolize anything. But as we get older, the wear and tear and the things, the decisions that we make have a big uh, impact on our, on our lives. Now, when I wanted to talk about body image, it's because I really struggle with uh, the attitude with the media that, you know, they've been putting out for so many years. I mean, I come from the generation of the 60s and 70s with the model Twiggy. Uh, you know, everybody was anorexic. I mean, and clearly that's, I was as well. Uh, and that's just so unhealthy. And yet all the Renaissance paintings uh, of women, women are full, figured, healthy. Uh, they're just, they're not skinny bone racks. Now, you're skinny, that's nature, you can't help that. Um, but healthy is more important than some number on a scale. And loving the fact that you chose, that's the other thing too, is accepting responsibility that you chose the body that you're in. That didn't happen randomly. I don't believe that anymore. I used to. I used to think, well, you know, how come some people got lucky? Maybe you needed to experience something different. So if you did, learn the lesson in this lifetime and choose differently next time. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I just have thoughts, lots of thoughts that I share with you. So if this is the body I chose. I should be grateful for it. And I've always been grateful that I was strong. Now, that also comes with a vanity side, side note. I am five foot four. Let me describe myself to you. I'm a 55-year-old middle-aged woman. I look pretty good for my age. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty happy. But I spent a lot of years being very self-conscious, not feeling sexy, not feeling beautiful. I am a redhead by nature, with so I'm all freckly. <laughs> okay. I am five foot four and none of it is leg. In fact, if you see me sitting around a table, you would think I am above average or one of the tallest people sitting on the at the table. Because I'm very long in the body. I've got broad shoulders, a skinny waistline. And now as I'm in my 50s, I've got little bat wings. I've got what I used to joke, my friends used to, we call them thunder thighs. And I have no ankles. <laughs> my husband jokingly calls them my cankles. Yes, I don't have that lovely two or three inches of slimness coming up from my heel into my calf. I'm just kind of blocky in the leg. So I always joke that four, five, six, seven, I really should be five foot seven. And it should all be ankle. That would be wonderful. <laughs> But that's not how I was built. And I'm built for power, not speed, okay? I'm not a runner. Used to jog and play squash, but I really am actually built for power. Now, when I say all that to you, what do you imag uh, imagine in your mind? Your vision of me, unless, you, unless you've seen me on social media and know what I look like, you're going to have an image. As I've gotten older, I recognize that very few people, once we get into a certain level of maturity, are truly seeing my body. They see the essence of who I am, my energy. People are attracted to that. I love that. Um, but my body 
just isn't the issue it was when I was younger. Yes, I've got wrinkles. Yes, my face is following my mother's little around my jowls. And it's like, you know what? I look 55. It was such a concern and I spent so much time feeling insecure and unworthy in my young years. I just think, where does this all come from? If I could just say one thing to my younger listeners, male or female, because the reason I'm telling this story is this came up past weekend. And I'll come back to that in just a second. Be grateful for what you have and have confidence in it. So it's one thing to, I have a girlfriend uh, that will actually get up, gets up in the morning and she kisses herself on the shoulder and says, thank you, you're beautiful today. She says that into the mirror. You are beautiful. Thank you. That may seem really weird to you, but you know what? If we did, if our kids and girls and young boys did a lot more of that behavior, uh, we'd have a lot less anorexic issues and suicide and bullying and because people would just be in love with themselves. And when you love yourselves, it's very easy to love others. It really is, guys. And until you really experience that for yourself, really nothing I'm going to say is going to change that for you. But let me tell you, I get up in the morning and practice gratitude for what I see in the mirror. Is it difficult? Yes, sometimes it is. But for the most part, it really is pretty easy once you practice it. And then it's easy to believe it. So this weekend when I probably should not have been around anybody social at all because my body was very tired, although I just am not going to regret the Saturday. I went to the birthday party of my girlfriend. I really wasn't up to it, but I left fairly early. Um, 11.30 early. The party went on to 3 in the morning. I snuck away, wasn't drinking. But the next day, I felt rejuvenated. And they're very close friends of ours, including their brother and sister-in-law. Six of us spent the day together. Yes, there was a little day drinking. Uh, The sun was shining, and I just sat back in a comfortable chair and had a wonderful day with my friends and my husband. And that was my ability to do for her. And then I still had Sunday to rest, which was fantastic. Okay, so know know yourself and protect your energies. Now, while I'm nattering with my friends, I'm talking to my buddy, and it's a he. And he always wears a t-shirt at the beach. I've always assumed for the past five years that he just was worried about skid cancer. What I found out was he's been working on his body and working out so that he can go shirtless next summer. He goes, Shell, that's my goal next summer. I looked at him and I almost smacked him. I said, pardon me? You wear a shirt. He's not overweight at all. Uh, He used to be many, many years ago, over a decade ago, uh, but he got that all under control with good eating habits and watching portion control and and such. I said, pardon me? I always thought, because you always always got your kids in t-shirts as well because they're both very fair, like his wife. And he's like, oh no, I wear a shirt because I'm self-conscious. And I immediately say, hello, have you met my husband? My husband is a good 50 pounds overweight, does not work out at all. (laughs) And he is on the beach in his bathing suit, letting it all hang out. And he is like, woo, woo. And my buddy says, yeah, but he's got (laughs) self-confidence. He has to, man, because there's no way I think with all of uh, my issues, I would have been never going to the beach and hiding in a tent. Well, do you know what? I'm 55 and I still wear a bikini. And it mortifies my mother. My mother was mortified at 45 when I was still in a bikini. And guys, I am very blessed with a waistline of a 22-year-old, okay? What isn't blessed is my, you know, flabby butt and my thunder thighs and my um, stretch marks and my cellulite, whatever. And I don't tan really great. So because being a redhead, I just kind of turn pink and then I turn really freckly. 
I decided a long time ago that wasn't going to stop me anymore. My husband likes me in a bikini. I wear the bikini. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. And I've even let go of that judgment of other people. Now I'm like, you go girl. Or you. Go. When I see the European guys, the older fellows in their, in their speedos, I laugh, but I just go, good on you. Because the only person with the issue is me or someone else. We're the ones that are judging. Stop doing that to yourself and to others. When you have grace for yourself, it is so easy to have grace for others. So I, I yeah, I got after him. I says, dude, yeah, no, uh, like I say, you've seen Keith? What is your issue? He goes, yeah, he's got confidence and I just do not. I don't want to sit down and have a little chat with him. He listens to this podcast. I'm not using his name, but he'll know it's him. And, and that's just, no, that's not how you need to be, guys. You need to be grateful for the body that you have been given and that perhaps you maybe even chose. Not sure how that all works. But even if you don't believe you chose it, you were given it. And it gets up every morning and takes you to work and looks after your family and takes you to the gym. You know, there's a hundred different ways. And I know there's lots of people out there that have, have issues. And there's even more people that have bigger and more issues. There's, you know, there's always someone else. You know, when I see um, Norton, what's his first name? The, the young fellow that has the, all the big family and he's in a wheelchair, he's a paraplegic. Uh, he, he is amazingly inspiring. And in through all of this, this is what I discovered today. So the last couple of days since going through my, um, my session with Jan was, you know, to kind of be kinder to myself, but also even before that, I really just needed to get better things in my brain. So I was on Netflix, Keith wasn't watching TV with me, and I started watching these cute movies that are a little bit like the Hallmark movies. Well, you know what? A couple of them were really well done and I was crying and I was all happy and I... And I realized I have just got to start feeding my brain better stuff. And then maybe just because I'm looking for it, I'm open to it. I tripped over a young lady named Lindsay Sterling today. Actually, what I tripped over was on my Instagram page, um, a sexy Canadian violinist came up. And her Instagram page just sort of caught my attention for some reason. She was in my feed and a uh, very talented musician. But, you know, her whole Instagram page is is very sexy and very sensual. And she's very comfortable with her her sexuality. And for some reason, I think I went looking for that on YouTube to hear her. And this young lady, Lindsay Sterling, came up. Now, some of you might laugh at me right now because you're like, yeah, <laughs> she's been around for a decade. Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't watch reality TV. I've never, you know, so apparently she was on America's Got Talent or something. And they told her she, you know, wasn't good enough. So that's another whole podcast, guys, about perseverance and having confidence. This young lady appeals to me in so many ways. She is talented. She is a choreographer. I love dance. I wish I could have been a dancer. When I was little, I just wanted to be a ballet dancer. And I was raised thinking, one, dancing is a sin. And two, definitely don't have the body for it. But, or the build for it. But I love to dance. My husband and I love to couple dance. He can jive. So we're sort of known for, known for her dancing. So this young lady can dance and she can sing and she writes music and she's a spectacular violinist who was told yeah you're never going to fill out shows in Vegas and my gosh did she prove them wrong but what I love about this is here's a young woman she has stayed true to her dreams and her beliefs and she has been given many gifts but the most important thing is she shares them with the world okay so I'm listening to her music and it just, there's, I don't even watch music videos, but her music videos are all like watching a fantasy movie, which is my favorite genre. And honestly, she had me in tears a couple times today because I just kept watching going, how does someone have all this imagination and how did I miss it up until now? 
But you see, when you watch things like that, your endorphins rise and you feel better. You feel happier. So feed your mind the good stuff. And I'm pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I, I read well, but I still love to escape. I'm an escapist at times, clearly because I'm not resting enough. So then I crash and then I'll just for days I'm in bed and I'm just reading and just I don't want to think about anything. Perhaps if I gave my body the rest it needed, just quiet time, I wouldn't need that wouldn't happen as often. Hey, guys. So then I'm always, of course, on Instagram and looking for inspirational things to say to you guys. And just so you know, most of what I post, almost all of it is personal to me. So when you see something, I didn't just go to some website and pick out seven quotes for the week. There is usually something that's resonate with, resonating with me going through what I'm going through. Now, I had the most amazing uh, compliment, a couple of actually, in the last couple of weeks. Someone, one of my listeners messaged. But also, my buddy Mike said the other day, he says, I just, I need to tell you. We were at the party together on the Friday night. He says, your Instagram? I used that at work the other day. Someone younger, you know, they're trying for perfection. They're trying to be a jack of all trades. They don't want to try anything new or if they feel they're going to fail. And it's like, these are just such common issues with when you're younger. And he says, you had posted that day about having grace for yourself and, you know, not perfection. I can't remember actually now. I can't even remember the exact, the exact post, but he had it. And he was like, I use that. And I said, here, my girlfriend is a transformational coach. Look at this. There is nothing in my world, any of us that do this sort of work and give back, helping others, there is nothing that makes us happier than knowing that a situation like that happened. So it really, especially when I was going through kind of a dark week with this pain, because I was just feeling so disconnected and I was feeling like, why bother? And then the universe steps in and says, hey, by the way, by the way, someone's listening. <laughs> someone's listening. So body image isn't, I mean, body love, I would rather, you know, two years ago, I was all over this body image podcast, but now I'm really just, screw that, just love yourself in whatever place you're in, in whatever place you're in. And also learn to muscle test if you need to. So muscle testing can work a few ways. Uh, I learned it using the arm. You hold your arm out strong and then, you know, yes or no, it, it goes weak. It's amazing. I had someone do that to me years and years ago. So I'm, a, I, I'm allergic to caffeine. I have a sensitivity towards it. It's not a technical allergy. That means no chocolate, no Tylenol 3s, no Coke, um, no ginseng, because what it is that I'm very sensitive to is the stimulant. So when I was younger, it would break my face out in these boils and I had to go on antibiotics all the time. And it, it's just, it's yucky. It's just, and I, and I feel so awful when I'm stimulated like that physically. So I met my girlfriends years and years ago. This is even before Kiso, like 25 years ago. And she muscle tested me and they had me close my eyes and then hold up food to my body. And I would go stay strong or I would go weak. And when she finished, there was the chocolate. She goes, you just collapsed when that came near you. I said, I know, I can't eat chocolate. Uh, so it, so I've always kind of been a, a huge, not kind of, I have always been a huge believer in that, that the body can speak to us. So when I learned Dr. Bradley Nelson's with the body code and the emotion code, I was all over that. And now I have therapists, like fully trained chiropractors that use that type of testing as well. So I've seen it in action for so many years now that I am just fully on board with it. But what I have trouble with is, is doing it to myself. 
I have a little trouble sometimes doing it to myself. So there's a couple of ways you can hold your hand, arm out, get someone to help you. That's, I would suggest doing that. Uh, you can hold your arm down at your side. Uh, so you tuck your elbow into your hip and then hold your hand out at a 90 degree angle and do the testing that way. You can uh, join your two, your ring finger and your, your ring finger, your um, pointer finger and your thumb, interlock them into like a link. And yes, they can break them open and no, you know, no, no, you can break them open. Yes, it'll hold strong, that sort of thing. Some people do the weaving. You lean forward, you know, into yes and back away from no. That's how I realized I had this abundance issue a few weeks back. Remember, I, I spoke on that or a few months back. I was listening to Dr. Bradley on a conference call and we were talking abundance and my body leaned way back and it was like, oh, oh, I need to get that dealt with. And I did. I got it dealt with right away. I go right out and see the pe find the people that need to help me. So you can learn to do these things yourself. My uh, empathic healer, Jan Jansen, she uses her stomach. She just got tired of doing the leaning thing. So she started teaching her stomach to react to the yes or the no. Might be something I need to look into because I, I struggle with this. So if you could teach yourself some of these things, you could bring things close to you. Now, what I really, and, and then test, what I really think you should do though, is have someone behind you, hold your arm out and bring, let them anonymously bring things close to your body. Like for instance, I needed to know whether I should stay in my guaifenesin. I have been off it for three weeks because I have had a really rough six months with my fibromyalgic pain, but the last three weeks have been hell on wheels. <laughs> and so I asked her to tap into me. I says, I'm having trouble with my muscle testing. Could you please ask my body if it still wants this drug? And she did. And she says, yes, it does actually. It doesn't have side effects. We're fine. But what I, your body wants you to do is start taking the larger dose in the morning and the smaller dose at night and see how you do. And guaifenesin is a drug that people with fibromyalgia that believe that what fibromyalgia technically is besides an autoimmune disease is the fact that we have uh, kidneys that don't perform properly and it doesn't get rid of enough phosphate out of our bodies. Phosphate needs to stay at a very specific level in your body. And if it gets too high, you start getting joint pain, you're lethargic and your brain goes fuzzy. Oh, what does that sound like? fibromyalgia. So anyways, this, it saved my life two and a half years ago. It changed everything for me. But you start wondering, is it truly helping or what? Nope. She did it for me and we're, we're good to keep going. But I would love to be able to do more of those things myself. So do a little research and find out what might work for you. Uh, but like say muscle testing, very, very useful. If you can tap into the energy of your subconscious to say, Hey, I need you to help me here. I'm listening. Don't go in skeptical and saying, you know what, this is bullshit and I, this doesn't work because your subconscious will sit back in your ego going, ha ha, yes, you're right. It doesn't work because they want to be in control, but we need you at a higher consciousness right now. And the reason I talk about that mention it is because right now in this world of COVID and the fear that is being propagated by everybody. Uh, I love, I love how Lori Lad, Lori, hmm, I follow her on Facebook, I, on Instagram. She's uh, an intuitive. And she was saying how right now we talk about the them. She says, do not think of them as people or organizations. It is simply a collective consciousness that is trying to get its own way by breeding fear in the world. I really like that because you know how we have the conspiracy uh, talks or you watch movies and it's like, yeah, who's the man? Who's the them? Well, she says, you know what? The people, the organizations, they're just tools. They, they're just this consciousness that is out there creating havoc and is when, you know, needs to be put in its place right now by people that are vibrating higher and are waking up. She says, 
you know, you can be disappointed in how someone is acting and, and a political figure and blah, blah, blah. She says, but don't get so caught up that you're blaming that person. Realize that it's, it's almost like, let's, you know, let's have a God and Satan talk. Energy is out whispering in everyone's ear. Yeah. You need to fear. You need to yell at your neighbor if they're not wearing their mask. You need to this. You need to that. And then there's the good. You know what? If that helps visualize it for you, practice that. So wake up, ask lots of questions, but don't get too caught up in the fact that you need to label a person as evil. Yes, there's people out there doing very evil things right now. This is more about we need to fight this energetically because as the Bible says, be the candle. It is funny how darkness can never wipe out light, but light can always penetrate darkness. Like every time, every time, be the light and love your body. Love your body. So you guys all have a great day and I will catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>